This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. And at some point, my purpose has outgrown my position. Then it's okay. It's okay to go and do the thing that I'm purposed to do. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Lady, get ready because we have a special guest today. And if you don't know, you're about to find out. Okay, so go do your Googles, go do your research if you don't know. Latasha Gillespie is the Executive Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Amazon Studios. Her role is to build mechanisms to improve the diversity and inclusion of content, creatives, and the ecosystem across Amazon Studios. Latasha's scope is global, and she travels the world sharing inspirational messages of leadership and inclusion based on her 20-plus years of experience. Prior to her current role, Latasha led the global diversity and inclusion organization across Amazon corporate. She is credited for leading the creation of Amazon's first conversations on race, ethnicity, core conference. Prior to Amazon, Latasha spent 20 years in finance and HR with Caterpillar Inc. She was also Caterpillar's chief diversity officer prior to going overseas to be the head of HR for Africa. Middle East, CIS, Russia, and Asia Pacific. In 2019, Black Enterprise named her one of the most powerful women in corporate diversity, and Ebony Magazine honored her on their 2018 Power 100 list. OMG. Can y'all say wow? Latasha, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. We are so excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. I'm so excited to join both of you. It is a pleasure to be here. Yes. Well, we are looking forward to this conversation. And if our quote of the day is any indication of the gems that will be dropped today, I'm ready. So, Latasha, our quote of the day will sound really familiar to you because these are your words. Okay. It's not always about the status or the destination. Sometimes it's simply about the journey and no expectation except to prove to yourself 
that you can do it. Yeah. 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 And you're right. You're right. And you know who helped me learn that? I know, but Tim, can you tell our <laughs> audience who helped, who helped you? My kid, my, my oldest son. And this is, you know, one of the things I love about being a parent is every time my children go to a new level, it forces me to go to a new level. Yes. Because we're, you know, the first time they're experiencing something is the first time I'm experiencing it as a parent. And I, I love the fact that I can learn from them, especially now that they're both adults. And uh, my oldest son, who is 25, would be 26 next month. He, he launched an album and, and he, and I was trying to give him some, you know, industry advice, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, no, the goal was to make the art that I love and release it to the world and give it to them. And I did that. And I was like, yes, you did. Yes. Wow. I was like, we tracked everything I just said to you. And I think, listen, and I think that's so important to us as parents to, you know, we're always trying to keep the kid, no matter how old they are, 5, 10, 15, 35, trying to keep them from scraping the knee. And I think yeah. sometimes we give our kids bad advice. Mm. Oh, Ooh, that part. Okay. Like yes. in the name of love, mm-hmm. like let yes. me help you. And I think sometimes we need to pause and listen to them and really be open and willing to learn something from them. They can teach us. Listen, they can teach. The babies can teach us. That's right. Yes, they can. I got goosebumps as you said that. I was like, whoa, you preaching the word. Because aren't they the best? Te- aren't they the best teachers? Oh, my they goodness. Are. Absolutely. Ooh. 100%. If we let them. That's the key. That's it. If Thanks. we let them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Now, Latasha, we're going to dive in deeper into the conversation, but we're going to start from the beginning. We want to know what's your origin story and how did you become the Latasha Gillespie we see today? You know, I think it's so funny. I always tell people I'm just a little black girl from Chicago. That's that's who I am at the heart. And I understand that my purpose in life is to bring hope and healing to people through the power of words. And so I don't think that it's ironic that the Latasha that sits before you today is a result of someone's words. And so, and it's simple words. Like I re- I'm the third child of six and, but, and my older two siblings didn't go to college. My oldest brother went into the service and my sister didn't go to college right away when she graduated. But for whatever reason, when my parents talked to me as a kid, it was always when you go to college. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't if you go to college, it was when you go to college. And they never made a big deal about it, but they would just say things like, so when you go to college, da, 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 da. And I think about that because just that positioning, right? It became an expectation for me, mm-hmm. for myself, about what my path was. It didn't matter that no one else before me in the house had done it. But my parents were positioning me for the path that I was supposed to take. And so I think it's so important. And I think my whole life, my whole career has been the results of very intentional words that have been spoken to me, over me, and about me. Mm. Oh, I love that. The power of words and how people, how and when people speak over you, right? Mm -hmm. And so... We heard your amazing bio, right? How did you transition from working with 
a large manufacturing company to heading DEI in tech and entertainment. Because to those of us who were just hearing that, yeah, that doesn't, they, those two areas, those doesn't seem to fit. But we know that there's some, there's a fit somewhere. So can you tell us how did you transition from working at Caterpillar to being heading DEI in tech and entertainment? Yeah. You know, my, my friend Ty Randolph has a saying that I, that I like to borrow sometimes. And it's, my career has been more of a river than a ladder. Ooh. And the truth. Yeah. Credit Ooh. to Ty for that. Yeah. But it, right? Like, so. You know, one of the things about me that most people would not expect based on hearing my bio is that I'm a very naturally risk-averse person. And listen, and I think most women are, and I think most people of color yeah. are. So I think acutely yeah. most women of color are, right? I because, can relate, yeah. Yeah, because I think <laughs> we, we are very aware of the fact that, you know, people died for us to sit in these seats. For, for Dr. Dom to be able to put that doctor in front of her name, like people yes. understand the sacrifices that people made for us to be in these positions. And yet we know that there was still so much work to do. So we're still trying to hold the door open for the generation coming behind us. And so as a result, we play it safe and I'm no different. But I had enough sense and enough luck that every time someone asked me to do something like, hey, do you think you'd be willing to try this? I would lean into the yes, even though I had no idea what I was doing. So I started off in finance and somebody said, hey, I think you would be the perfect person to start up our first ever diversity recruiting function. Okay. I think you would be a great Six Sigma black belt. Mm. Okay. I think you would be, you know, would you be willing to move your family down to Mississippi and start, you know, and, and run one of our shared services organizations? Sure. You, you know, all of them it seemed very risky, but you got to remember, I was, I was in the same company for 20 years, so I knew all the players. I knew yeah. it was a safety net. There was a comfortability. So even though it looked like I was jumping into these other things, there was, there was still some comfort in that, right? And then I found myself giving advice to other women saying, well, if you're not living life on the edge, then you're taking up too much space. Oh, right. Until the day I had to say it to myself. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay. We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. 
We've been great stewards of our platform all while working full time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. And so I realized that I was, even though I had been with this company 20 years, I've had 11 different unique jobs and positions within this organization, several different functions. I was on a, you know, but I was comfortable. I was on a texting basis with the outgoing CEO and the incoming CEO because I had worked for both of them before, you know, throughout the years. Like I was comfortable. And so when Amazon called, I was like, oh, 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 right. And so it was really an opportunity for me to lean in to the discomfort and take my own advice. And so I did. I mean, I, pr- I prayed about it. Don't get me wrong. And listen, God knows I'm so stubborn. Like, listen, he has to drop seeds to me like 10 years in advance. Like, just so you know, a heads up, you might not retire from this place. Like, because he knows it takes me a long time to get my head around something like that that feels so risky. And so luckily he had been dropping those seeds along the way. And he'd be giving me the whispers. Ooh, let me tell you about the whispers. I believe we all give whispers. Turn yes, left. we do. Turn right. Don't go there. Open that door. Don't open that door, right? And a lot of times we ignore the whispers because either we're too busy or frankly, we just, what we want to do feels better than, than what the whispers telling us to do. Oh, you better say that again. Ooh. Okay. So humble. So I, my prayer had always been, oh, God, let me hear the whispers and I don't slam into the brick wall. And, and so the whispers had been coming along the way to the point where that I knew that I knew that I knew that even though it meant relocating my family, you know, leaving Singapore, which was a dream assignment as an expert with this amazing community of people that we had assembled, a community that I'm still very a part of today. We call ourselves dysfunctional family. It's a, it's a group of black expats that were all in Singapore at the same time. And that's uh, amazing. So, so anyway, and not just black, but uh, predominantly black expats that were all there to, together. And we, and we still, still are in, are in contact today and, and working together on, on different initiatives. So I found myself saying, okay, this is my moment to, to listen to the whisper. This is my moment to make the jump. And so to leave this, this very, very comfortable expat life relocate my family back to Seattle, Pacific Northwest, which is a different kind of different, to a tech... <laughs> I don't even need to elaborate because you know. Nope. And to a tech company, which was so much different, different pace than a manufacturing company. My God. And do these things. And... But I knew it was the next right step. And so, you know, and then the rest is history. I've been in Amazon now six and a half years first in Seattle. Excuse me, at corporate headquarters. And then for the last four years at Amazon Studios and Prime Video. That is so incredible. And 
One of the things that I take away from what you just shared, Latasha, you talked about leaning into the discomfort. It yeah. reminds me of a quote from Joyce Myers that just inspired me years ago. And it was, feel the fear and do it anyway. Ooh. And I know that, come on, come on, <laughs> feel the fear and do it anyway. It reminds me of a time when I remember there was an opportunity I wanted to take advantage of, but I was too afraid. And so I said no. And I later missed out on such a great opportunity and experience. And so after that point in time, I began to say yes to all the things that scared me. Yeah. What was the moment or situation right before you began to lean into the discomfort? Was there a situation that you missed out on or something that you said no to that you wish you would have, you know, answered differently? Was was there a pivotal point or or situation in life? So it's interesting. I think it was a series of things. And and I think they were the whispers that told me it was okay to go. There was a number of things that had happened because when, of course, when I told my organization I was leaving, it was like, you cannot leave. Like, are you, are you serious? Like, you know, how many, what would this say to other people? It felt like I was the Messiah or something. And I'm like, listen, if, you know, first of all, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. But second of all, if I was this important to the organization, some things would have been different along the way. Thanks. And so I think sometimes we get guilted into doing what's best for us. Oh, I'm sorry. What's doing best for the company, even when it's not serving us. Yes. Yes. And I had to be honest and and, and I laid it out for them. And I said, you know, here's some things that have happened along the way that, you know, what would then have given me the indication that now is the right time. You know? And, you know, because I still, you know, I love Caterpillar. I love the people there. It was a place where I grew up and all of that. I ain't going to put their business in the street. But, but I did have a very candid conversation with, you know, the, the CEO and the group president about just some things that had happened along the way that let me know, you know, I had been really busy putting my head down, doing the work and trying to do what was, what was in the best interest of the company. But there came a time where I really needed to do what was in my best interest. Mm. And that was the best thing for my family and I. And I knew that to be so because one, it is, I, I got clear, clear indication from God that this was my next right step. And two, the bag was real right. Oh, there you go. Come on, bag being real right. Yes. yes. The, the bag is right. So I was like, y'all, y'all can't counter even if you wanted to. I'm in HR. I know how much everybody makes. <laughs> but but most importantly, though, I knew it was the next right step in my journey. That's super helpful. And that makes perfect yeah. sense. And I think that's going to yeah. inspire a lot of listeners out there. I, you made a really good point. We often are guilted into doing stuff, especially as the representative, right? Especially yeah. as the one that's like yes. holding it down for the ERGs yeah. or diversity. It's like, come on, y'all, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and I think too, it was a really, and it's been so important because the work I've been able to do since I left has been such an inspiration to the people who were still there that, Hey, there is life outside of these walls. And so if at some point my purpose is too big for my position. Can you say that one more time? Wait a minute. And at some point my purpose has outgrown my position then it's okay. It's okay to go and do the thing that I'm purposed to do. That is a gem right there. Amen. I just got, got, I'm looking at the goosebumps all over my arms right now. So I'm processing. That was, that was a bar. Okay. That was a bar. Mic (laughs) drop. Now, Latasha, this conversation, it feels like it's just getting started, but we do want to shift up the energy just a little bit. 
Hey girl, hey, we hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as we are, but let's be real. It costs money to podcast and we got bills to pay. So enjoy this commercial break as you process what we've been talking about. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you're also supporting us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that you're just trying to fall asleep, but your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. You hear me mention all the time on the podcast the benefits of seeking therapy. I've been in therapy on and off for the past 10 years, and I'll likely be in and out of therapy for the rest of my life. I love therapy because it's a great tool to process experiences, put language to feelings that we may have trouble articulating. And my favorite part is that it enables me to fill my cup and be more present in my relationships because although I usually talk to my girlfriends about what I'm going through, I don't have to use them as my therapist and I can focus on our relationship when we're together. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cultivating today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cultivating. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, 
what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lady, picture this. You are hanging out in your favorite spot in your house. Your headphones are on and the world around you fades away. When listening to Dipsy Stories, you're immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and high and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with your partner. For Cultivating Her Space podcast listeners, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash herspace. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com dot com slash her space lady you literally have nothing to lose try it out see if it's a good fit for you dipsystories.com slash her space all right let's get back into it okay, hopefully cool, your cool. team told you about what to expect but if I not would. we'll let you know right now <laughs> uh, i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready okay. oh here we go now, Latasha, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet, and yes. you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose, we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. Do you take on the challenge? I take it on gleefully. Yes. Okay. We got her. Okay, cool. So here's what, here's what to expect, Latasha. We're going to ask you three questions. <laughs> We're going to share three sentence completions. And then we have we got some photos pulled up of the view from social media. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> now, they didn't tell me that part. 
And what we want you to do is we want you to choose a number out of one and three and we'll reflect that photo on the big screen. And we want you okay. to describe the photo and then give us some context about the photo that we wouldn't know just by looking at it. Okay. So we're going to jump on in. Ease into this. Ease in. The first question for you is, what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Oh, wow. I, I think the best piece of wisdom and advice I've ever received was to bet on me. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think yes. you know, someone said to me around, listen, first of all, if you, if you can't put your trust in anybody else, you should be able to put it in yourself. And so if you trust yourself en enough to know that you're going to make wise decisions, if you trust yourself en enough to know that you're going to never put your family in harm's way, and if you trust yourself to know that you're a bad enough chick that if something doesn't work out, you can go find something else, then bet on you. Come on. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I, I love, love that. Okay. Latasha, I have four words for you. <laughs> Twerk. Yes. Or two step. Both. Yes. So, you know, the two step has to be in there. But listen, I'll give you a good twerk on a Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Oh. Twerk on a Tuesday. I like that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, Latasha. Next question. Last question of this segment is what's the sexiest item you own? Oh, God. Y'all can't be in my business like that. We sorry, lady. We sorry. <laughs> Fine. You know, well, I am a married woman, 25 years. So come on. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to talk about this red teddy I got and leave it there. Okay. Come on Listen. now, red teddy. And we know you got some heels to go with it. We already know. We, we already know. We already know. know. You 25 know. years, we 25 already know. Years. Okay. We we already yes. know. Red, red, cause I'm a Delta, he's a capital. Keep it crimson and cream. Oh. Don't do oh. it. Okay. We see how y'all do over there. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Goodness. So now we're gonna move to the sentence completion. Okay. One question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is. Aging. Oh my God. Like, listen, our mamas did not do us justice. Like, somebody should have warned me about some of this stuff that's happening right now. I'm looking at my friends like, Facts. girl, did you know? Did you know? Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, Latasha, you're not going to believe this because the next sentence completion is what I would tell you all about aging is. <laughs> That's we want another hilarious. tea. What's I the tea? Like, I, listen, I feel like this podcast, this conversation is so is so divinely ordered <laughs> and, and timely. First of all, ain't no getting around it. So you, you got two alternatives: the age or to leave this earth. So I'm gonna choose aging. Yes. Yep. Yep. But I, you know, and I think I disregarded a lot of things when I was young because I had my youth and I thought it wasn't going anywhere and. Child, I'm healthy. I look, we look good. The, the the knees still work. All the good things. And then, you know, all of a sudden, one day, I'm reading a book, and I'm like, huh, maybe it's late. I should go to bed. My eyes are, you know, getting tired. I wake up in the morning. I'm trying to read the same chapter. It's like, huh, well, maybe it's too early. My eyes ain't focused yet. Then it's three o'clock in the day. I'm like, no, you just can't see. Yeah. Like, girl, 
stop playing. Uh-huh. And I'm like, goodness. But there's so many things that change, especially as women with our bodies that just <laughs> hit you by surprise. And you're like, how come, how, how, how come somebody, where, where is the chicken soup for the salt book for this? Like, no. the warning. No. No warning label like, at all. Mm-mm. I'm trying to Google those all of Suzanne Summers infomercials. What does she say about her? Hold on, let me go back. What's she's like? <laughs> What's she saying? Oh, What's okay. She I don't know. <laughs> what did Jane find to teach us? Okay. Okay. Hey. Um, that's good though that's good we'll have to dive into that another time to dive in deeper on what didn't they tell us about aging that's good though thank you for the thank you for what you did drop Natasha yes, I'm gonna pass yes, it back yes. to you Dom so our final sentence completion what I love most about myself is I love a lot of things about myself that's the only reason why this this, this one is hard what I love most about myself is really what I said earlier around what my purpose on on this earth is to do is to bring hope and healing to people through the power of words. I love that I get to do that. I love that God chose me for that. I love that I get to see the impact of that when I'm talking to people, whether it's one on one or one to five thousand. And I, yeah, I love I love that. We love it, too. Yes, we love that for you. We love it for us. Yes, we love it for the world. Okay, we need that. It's so important. It's so important. It is. And speaking of important, we have some photos pulled up. Okay, (laughs) Latasha. So what we want you to do is choose a number out of one and three, and then we'll give you the instructions again. We're starting the middle with two. Oh, okay. I think you'll like this one. So really quick, if you can describe the photo that we're going to share with you, Natasha, and then, because some folks are only going to listen to this audio, they won't be able to see the video. And then if you can tell us some context about this, that we wouldn't know. This is such a cool photo, by the way. Oh, okay. So this was actually right after, so I I travel a lot. And so, and and I'm a loyalty person. So, oh, sorry. So the picture is me in the cockpit of a plane with a pilot. It's me sitting at the cockpit. So I'm about to take y'all somewhere. <laughs> so, hey. yeah. So actually, I, I travel a lot. And so I, and I'm, I'm a loyalty person. So like I always fly Delta unless Delta can't get me there. And Delta actually, I, I reached my million mile status with Delta. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and my first flight or the flight where I hit the million miles or right after the million miles, the pilot invited me to come sit and take a picture in the cockpit. That's what that is. Wow. wow. That is oh. so amazing. A million miles. So the, the flight attendants, they all know you by first name <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you the relationship right there. Hey, let's see. Hey, let's see. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's so amazing. Thank you for playing along with us and participating in the OD Blatcher segment. We have a few more questions for you, Latasha, and... This has just already been so amazing. But one of the things I thought about as we were looking at the pictures, actually, is just about how we, you know, oftentimes when we navigate spaces, especially in corporate as Black people, it can involve code switching, right? Yeah. And so can you just share some insights on either experiences you've had with code switching or just your perspective on code switching in general? I'm thinking about young people who might be listening who want to get into the industry and there are varying perspectives on code switching. Should we do it? Should we not do it? What is your perspective on that? Okay, absolutely. But can I just say real quick, like I love that last segment and the fact that y'all have coined a name for it. Thank you. 
listen, I am all, when I read the definition, I was like, I am all of these things. And like, and proud about it. Like, I love the fact that you are, are acknowledging, giving language to the fact that we are complicated. Listen, yes, yes. we are complicated. That's right. And I was like, and I ain't apologizing for any part of me. That's right. And we exactly. are multifaceted. And Latasha, we actually hosted a live show in Oakland last month and we had this healing, empowering conversation. And then we had a twerk class after because we really yes. wanted to just hold space for women to be all the things that you can be and yes. not put us in the box. So just had to share that, that with you. I'm just really upset <laughs> I didn't get invited, but that's okay. We'll talk about that later. Next time. We Let's got say, you next time. I'm old, but I'm like, I got many needs. Hey. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Cold switching. Code switching. Listen, I think there is a, there is a acknowledgement and recognition that you have to have for the industry you work in, the kind of work you do and the company culture, right? That, that you, you just got to know where you're at, right? Yep. And when I was in Caterpillar, which was a very Midwest at the time, Midwestern, because they've now moved their headquarters to Texas. And at the time, they were a very Midwestern, very conservative culture type company. And my first five years, I worked in finance at that company. So the banking okay. industry on top of that, right? I dealt with a lot of corporate bankers and stuff like that. So there is a, there's a uniform for that. There's a kind of culture and a thing for that, right? So there is the acknowledging the industry I work in, the kind of work that I do and making sure that I am appropriate, right? I, you know, listen, I like hot pants, but I'm not wearing them to church. I got, yeah. I got church outfits, but I'm not wearing them to the club. So like, you just got to know where you at, right? And so I think there's that and acknowledging that. But on the other part, there's often where we compromise who we are and our oh. cultural identity to assimilate. Right? So yep. I, I wear my hair natural. I, I tell people nappy hair is my superpower. I know how to wear nappy hair in beautiful styles, right? But I can remember the agony of perms and my hair never getting straight anyway. So I always felt like an imposter. And when you are worried about simple stuff like does my hairstyle look professional or does it look nice or whatever, that is taking mental energy around the million dollar ideas I have that can grow this company, that can save us from certain things, that can improve quality, that can go find and reach new customers. And so when you find that you are spending time and energy covering, covering your sexual identity, covering your natural hairstyle, covering, you know, those things, your, your faith. I, me and Tiny Baby Jesus go into any job I'm in. So, we a package deal. And I, and, yes. and, and don't judge me if I cuss, cause me and Tiny Baby Jesus still working on that. So that ain't got nothing to do with you. Me and working it out. That's Thanks. your business. That's okay. my yes. business. That's right. Yes. Right? That is so powerful. Cause mm. I would give you a word and the word. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone 
not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. okay. If you know, so, you know. Right? <laughs> so, like, if you were spending time and energy on changing who you are, you know, your core identity to appease someone else, and, and, and you know it because it's, it's a, it takes an effort and an energy and an intentionality and you feel it every time you do it. You know when you're doing it, right? Yep. And so when that becomes more important than the work itself, I think that's a problem. And I, and I have a, a, a real story of, you know, I spent a year in a role trying to win over and appease a senior leader in the organization because this person was pivotal to the work that we were doing. And I was like, if this person becomes a champion for this work, like it has a difference, it has a different level of impact throughout this organization, right? And so, you know, a lot of times I would tone stuff down or I would soft, soft shoe things rather than just like really like come at the person directly or, you know, in terms of speaking truth to power. And I remember one day I, it, it, we had had a situation where I was like, okay, now we have to come to a de- come to the deity of your choice conversation. 
and I need to <laughs> I need to speak I need to speak truth to this leader in a real authentic and honest way. And I remember, like, you know, you know the thing. We rehearse it, we practice it, we, you know, we want to make sure we're we're clear and have the right words. I, I'm thinking about my body language, my tone, my volume, my choice of words. And go into the meeting to have the conversation with the leader. And I'm mindful of all of those things. My body language, my tone, my volume, my choice of words. The meeting ran over, you know, so, you know, we, we didn't quite finish the meeting, but I politely, you know, ended the meeting because I wanted to be respectful of the person who was waiting next for a meeting. So I leave the meeting. Later on, that person came looking for me, came out of my office and didn't see me. And they sent me an email saying, hey, I came looking for you because I wanted to finish our conversation after you stormed out of my office. And I couldn't even read anything after that period because stormed out of my office. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not the experience I had. Exactly. Like, and I'm like, what could have happened? And I'm racking my brain thinking, what could have happened to make this person characterize that as a storming out of their office? Mm. And it dawns on me well. that with, you know, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dow, I'm already there. With, as a black woman, when you <laughs> speak truth to power. Yes. Yes. Where you disagree. Where you hold firm on your position and you say, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You are the angry black woman. Yep. Yep. You know, you're not, you're, your colleagues are somebody who has courage. Your colleagues are somebody who okay. has backbone. Your mm-hmm. colleagues are somebody who, you know, is thinking about the best for the organization and yep. organizational courage. And this person stood up for what was right. But when you do it, Mm-hmm. You are the angry black woman. Hey. And I was so taken aback because, listen, I'm, I practice. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to you make sure. all the things. Because we as black women and any marginalized community, honestly, but we yeah. are often doing mental gymnastics yes. to try to make sure that the thing that we're trying to say lands the way mm-hmm. we, we intended to land. Yep. Yep. And I realized in that moment that it didn't matter what I had done for that whole year to try to earn that person's trust and bring them along. It didn't matter how much I had practiced and and was careful in my word selection. People will see you the way that they see you. And so now I'm mad at you because you couldn't see the authentic me. And then I'm mad at me because I wasn't the authentic me. Mm. Mm. And I was like, okay, I guess what? I know going forward who I ain't going to be mad at. Okay. And that's me. That's right. Yep. And from that day on, it changed my whole perspective on code switching. Yeah. Listen, they weren't ready after that. Now, I'm always going to be professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be respectful. Right. Yep. But I'm showing up as me every day. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what happened. When I started doing that on a consistent basis, I had like the Super Bowl of my career. No lie. Wow. Like things just started happening right. and popping and like stuff that we... You talk, yeah, like we yeah. did big things that had huge impact globally. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds Ooh. like being unapologetically you and not being caught up in the opinions mm-hmm. of other people. Like they're going to talk about you anyway. They're going to feel got, like you're aggressive yep. anyway. So yep. just mm-hmm. show up. Okay. Yep. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, I am loving that. Now, I do have a question about 
How do you, because it takes, you mentioned, it takes a lot of mental gymnastics, right? To do this, to show up as ourselves and navigate these spaces. What do you do to care for yourself, to pour into yourself so that you can have the capacity to show up in these spaces unapologetically you? Yeah. The first thing that I do, let me talk about the corporate side. The first thing, one, I have an amazing team. I have assembled a group of amazing humans who help do this work alongside of me every day. And, and when I say amazing humans, it's because we don't know, we don't only do the work, we check in on each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, we, we are quick to be like, Hey, tag me in. Right. And so, yeah. because this work will cause burnout. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so I have, I have an amazing team. So that's first and foremost. And then the second thing is for me, self care looks, looks different. In a lot of ways. So one of the things I do for self-care, which sounds completely opposite to self-care, is I travel. Right? So oh, I feel you. Te- I feel you. I, yeah. I feel that about it. <laughs> yeah. And my team is like, you need to slow down. I was like, no, because what you don't understand about me is that is the thing that gives me energy. When I'm out yes. and, I'm sh- and I'm in these streets and I'm touching the people that we do this work for, it reminds yes. me about what's really important and not some of this bureaucracy stuff. Right? So yes. that's self-care for me, reminding and touching the people we do this work for and seeing the impact it has on them. And then at the end of the day, listen, I am a person that I can get so wrapped up in the problem that it can consume me. So I have to constantly stay in a place and state of worship mm. because it is super important for me not to get caught up on the problem that I forget who the problem solver is. Oh, better go ahead. Come on. Yes. Mm. Because yes. I'm an overthinker, I, you know, I, I will dive all into that thing to be like, how do we get here? How are we going to get out of here? Like all and like can put a lot of energy there when, you know, for me, I can't tell you what works for you. But for me, I have to remember, <laughs> my guy got receipts. I don't even know. Period. Period. <laughs> right. That's good. So that's what self-care looks like for me. It's Yeah. A solid team, traveling, and staying in a constant state of worship. So powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Natasha, is there anything that you really wanted us to talk about today? I feel like we definitely took a detour, and it was a great detour. Like, we really enjoyed yes. it. Is there anything that you, <laughs> that you wanted to talk about today that we didn't get to yet before you know, we close one of, out? One of the things that I, I, I did want to mention, I, I forgot to say this up front, is, you know, there's a, we've added an A into our name, which is accessibility. And I'm really, really proud of a lot of the work that we're doing in the space of accessibility. And, and it's, and it's so easy. I think people make it harder than it needs to be, but it's really about just pausing enough to ask people, what tools do you need to be your most productive self today? <laughs> and I don't care what job it is. And I don't care what the accommodation looks like. But like, if you just consistently ask people, what, what tools do you need to be your most productive self today? You know, you can you can really learn a lot and bring other perspectives and people into your space that can enrich your lives in so many ways. And like the way we have seen, you know, people show up on our productions with just a small minor accommodation sometimes that they need, but they have brought so much more to the production and the show 
than if they had not been there. And I, you know, I think that's a, a space that I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about, you know, this, this new Amazon family we have with Freebie and MGM. And like, now that our, our family is so much bigger and more diverse, I feel like we're, we're serving customers in ways in new and exciting ways that we couldn't before. So Freebie is our ad supported mm. service. So even if you don't have a Prime membership, you can watch Freebie. And we have a lot of the same shows on both. And that MGM library is just, oh, yes, right? Yes. So the whole Creed franchise and Till and the work that Alana Mayo is doing with Orion Pictures. Like, I am super pumped about the stuff that's coming out of there. So I'm just really, it's a fun time to be in this space and yeah, in this place to do this work because we got a lot of good things coming out and a lot of amazing people we get to work with. I think, you know, work is work, but when you can do it with amazing humans, like it's, yes, it's, yes, it's, it's a, a lot difference. more fun. It does. It really oh. does. But uh, y'all know, because y'all are two amazing humans, they get to work with each other every day, so... <laughs> Thank yes. You. Thank you. This has been so fun, Latasha. What yes. what could our listeners do to support you based on where you are right now and what you're working on? Oh, well, I think listeners could uh, do a couple things. One, if you want to help um, make your workplace, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of work you do, but if you're trying to figure out how can I, you know, have an impact from whatever seat I sit in, I'm not the head of DEI or the head of this and that. I'm just somebody that sits in cubicle ABC which I appreciate because oftentimes the heavy lifting does happen in those cubicles. So I would tell people to, yeah, download our inclusion policy and playbook. It's free. You don't have to put your website in, your email link. We're not going to bombard you with a bunch of emails. You can download it and access all the information there. You know, adopt it if you're in our industry, adapt it if you're in a different industry. But I think there's something useful in there, no matter the kind of work that you do. And so we'll make sure that that link and QR code is in the is in the description so people can do that. And then I think the other thing people could do is, you know, just, you know, follow some of the work we're doing. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all under my name, Latasha Gillespie. So we'd love to, to talk to you about some of the stuff that we're doing. Well, thank you so much, Latasha, for joining us. And sharing all of these amazing, amazing gems with our audience. And I know that we're going to have some folks hitting you up in your inbox, in your DMs, <laughs> thanking you for the, the words of wisdom and the language to take themselves, take their careers to a level that will allow them to feel free. Yes. Free. That is, that is an amazing word, Dr. Don. That's perfect. Free. Free. Just, and listen, don't we free to be. Just free yes. to yes. be. Free to be. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you.
Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of a happy life. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.